Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where that reluctancy comes in. Namaste. You had it. You had it up until We are your hosts. I am Zach, and I am joined, as always, he just got done, placing an order of dung bombs with Cho Chang and the Owlery. It's Scotty Westside. Yes, hello. I'm very happy to be here today. Uh, Zach and I heard that ASMR is the hottest thing on the internet, brand new. Just came onto the scene. We're not behind the times at all. Hot off the press. Hot off the presses. ASMR, the best thing ever. And so (laughs) we're going to attempt to employ that strategy in our podcast here. I'm going to lightly scratch my nails on the microphone. Listen to To centrally arouse you. Is is (laughs) Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Listen. Wait, 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 wait. Listen to, <laughs> listen to me flip the pages. Hold on, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, Shh. flip the pages. Get it right up on that microphone. <laughs> you hear that? That's the sound of Harry Potter. That is the sound of pages 333 through 338 of Harry <laughs> Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Can we? Can I ask a real question here? Is ASMR yeah. like a sexy thing? Is it like an arousal thing? I'm an old uh, ass man, so I don't get ASMR at all. I don't fucking know, man. It I have, seems I like no it's like it's like a ooh, yeah, yeah. You 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 do that sexy noises that gets me all the raging. We should um we should eat birdie bots every flavored beans uh ASMR. Absolutely not. <laughs> I will never ever do that. I have made my stance on those things actually existing very clear. I think those things existing in our world is a sign of the apocalypse. That there are people willing to buy a bag of beans. It's like, hey, yeah, this one might taste like earwax. <laughs> Scott, the glare on your glasses <laughs> looks like eyebrows. Amazing. Do you see it? Do no. you see, like, the white? Like- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> looks like I got white-ass old man Dude, eyebrows. Hold on. That is fucking amazing. Hold on. Wait, Don't wait, take wait. a picture. Don't take a picture of me. Why are you the worst? <laughs> what are we even doing here? Are we doing a podcast? <laughs> what what has this become? Stop licking your lips like a weirdo. <laughs> I can't help it. I am a weirdo. Man, all right, guys. Today we're talking Harry Potter and the Shit. Order of the fucking Phoenix. <laughs> We're going through chapters 12 through 16 today. Yes. This is a halfway happening batch, but also halfway not happening batch, in my opinion. 
we get a lot of <laughs> Chang Nanigans here. There are a lot of Chang Nanigans. I'm trying t- for the life of me. I read these over the last three days. I'm trying for the life of me to think about the half that you're talking about. That's the thing happening. <laughs> um, Zachary, I got to tell you, this this book is starting to, to get to me. Uh-huh. Um, not in a way where I'm like angry or mad about it. I I feel nothing, which might be worse. I just, I'm so bored. I am so bored reading this book right now. Like, I feel like the first two episodes we had on this book, I was like, okay, a few things are happening. There's a little bit of setup. I understand we're still getting into things. Overall, I feel like I was kind of like fine or meh on these first two episodes. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And that has now turned into, okay, still nothing is happening. I, I am so bored. I am so bored nothing is happening. Yeah, that is unfortunately a sentiment that a lot of Harry Potter fans feel about this book. I got I got that feeling talking to you and other friends that this is not a favorite and I am boy after the high the highs that were in Goblet of Fire. Oh boy, yeah, so far yeah. this one has not this, lived up this, to that. In, in fairness, cuz look, I I mean I my role here is to, is to defend Harry Potter because sure. I love it with all my heart. But you and I both know that I will talk shit about <laughs> things that suck. Yes. I will acknowledge it. Um, but I want you to know that I, I mean it when I say that this book does have its dues, for sure. Uh, right. Unfortunately, I feel like you're, you're going to feel like it's a slog to get there. It's been a slog. We, we've had... In my mind, the the one thing that comes to mind is the trial chapter uh, that was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, the and, trial chapter is great. And aside from that, like, the rest of this, I'm just, like, so meh on. Like like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not angry about it. I just I feel nothing. I, like, I'm looking at my notes to start chapter 12 here. Yeah. And I'm literally reading my notes and I still have no idea what's happening or what's going on where we left off. I'm just a little lost here. This. So here's the thing is like we have we have Umbridge, this new character, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, J.K. Rowling wants to make sure that everybody knows you're supposed to hate this bitch. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I I mean, and like, I don't think it's necessarily the most like heavy handed way, but I think, I think that like, I think that Umbridge is like comically uh, villainous, right? Yes. And, and it's just like, we, we have to get a lot of that. She literally twirls her Wario mustache like several times throughout these chapters, (laughs) like more or less. Uh, So unfortunately we get a lot of that, you know, um, the, the whole point of this, you know, it, it's just like what you said at the end of book four is like, how is the ministry going to try and intervene now? Right, right. Do we like h- how this has happened? Eh, you know, there, there's some payoff later that you sure. haven't gotten to yet. But see, um, that's the thing. I don't I don't like it. I don't dislike it. I just it just th- is. It just is. And like nothing in this bo- or very little. I shouldn't say nothing. Very little in this book is like moving the needle for me one way or the other and i'm just kind of 
But yeah, I'm just kind of floating. I feel like I'm so floating w- through these books right now. So when I reread this book, because uh, I've I've read this book uh, probably six or seven times, the the thing that gets me through this book is Luna Lovegood. Okay. Uh, I, I absolutely adore Luna. She's been uh, like, in it so little so far. She well, you know, you're you're right, and okay. it's like it's a slog to even get to the great Luna stuff. Um, Luna Lovegood combined with uh, Professor McGonagall. Oh, having some fucking quips yeah. against Umbridge. This is where McGonagall's personality shows and shines, and I love it so much. So those things are what I what I just. I relish in this book. That that is definitely the highlight of this section is the first McGonagall Umbridge oh, like clash yes. we get, and I'm like, okay, fuck yeah, McGonagall. <laughs> yeah, she's but, so good. And and then just picture like th- this is happening with Maggie fucking Smith playing McGonagall, and it's yeah, just so good. Out of out of everything, like uh, I have plenty of gripes about the first three movies that I've watched, but that casting seems absolutely flawless. Like yeah. It's it's real good. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's jump into this thing, man. Uh what 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 do you got? Hit me with them notes. So, okay, since you have the book opened, you have to just for my own sanity, what what where did we leave off? Cuz I'm literally reading this and I have no idea. <laughs> where did we leave uh, off at chapter 11? Yeah, so let's see here. Yeah, so we we left off with uh with Harry's classmates, the the his fellow Gryffindors like having a problem with him. Right, that's right. This uh, that dip Seamus is that the dipshit that's yep. like all pissed at him? Yep. Right. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I needed that. I needed that for my own sanity. Okay. So so now I I I kind of know where we're at. So chapter twelve starts. Fred and George have posted a notice about paying volunteers for quote virtually painless work. Uh, spoiler. I don't think that's true at all. Hermione's like, we're going to have to talk to them because we're prefix. She's telling this to Ron. And Ron is like, I ain't fucking doing that shit. You're crazy. Dude, Ron's wiener fucking turtles back in its <laughs> shell so hard when she yeah. says that. Anytime she mentions like prefect duties to Ron, which happens like 13 times a chapter, he's like, no, I don't want to do it. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Hermione brings up, Someone here, I can't, I don't think I have written down who this was. Uh, some, some student is saying like bad shit about Harry, basically. And Harry, as he does, a f- absolute fuck ton in this book, lashes out against his friends, the people who are on his side, and says, been having a nice little chat with her about whether or not malign attention seeking prat have you. And Hermione, I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. I could get into this more later, and I probably will, but I say this every fucking episode. Hermione is such a goddamn champion. Like, these chapters especially, like, fucking her is what keeps me going most of the time. Because she's rad. And she always... I mean, I I would kill to have a Hermione in my life. She's, like, always... Saying the right things, doing Always. the right things, like, so sensible, so, like, smart, and it's just, like, such a good friend. It's crazy. I'll, I'll get that out of the way now here, but we'll talk more about it later. 
she's just very calm. She's like, no, I told her to keep her big fat mouth shut about you, actually. And it would be quite nice if you stopped jumping down Ron's and my throats, Harry. Because if you haven't noticed, we're on your side. And it's like, fucking goddamn, just fucking slap that bitch boy right across the face. Uh, It would be nice if this actually, you know, got through to Harry at all, but it super does not. This yeah. this fucking moron. I I should also say, with all the lollygagging in this book, mm-hmm. combined with the fact that you hate Harry, oh yeah, and you hate Ron, and this is the worst we will ever see Harry. I just I fucking hope so. I just I just yeah I I just know that this this book is <sighs> listen it's I be rough. Yeah, you. I will say this: Ron in these chapters has stopped being, like, an insufferable cunt, cunt at every fucking turn, and he's just an idiot, which I'm I'm way more okay with. Like, he's not yeah. just being an insufferable asshole. Mm-hmm. He he passed that cloak off to Harry, apparently. Yeah, and, like... Ron, uh, Ron's character starts to get a little better yeah. in this book through the rest of the series. There's one big arc thing later that... We'll have to dive into separately, but uh, he starts to kind of, he kind of has a little bit of like gusto to him where like he, he starts to yeah. be a little funnier, you know, he's, he's, he's not a shit friend. Right. He seems, he seems to be growing up and maturing a little bit, which, which yeah. I appreciate. Like, I mean, he's still a dumbass, but yes, of course. Like I'm not, I don't have a inherently a problem with dumbasses. It's just when he's being a terrible insufferable friend uh but now that's harry and harry honestly at this point might have passed ron at the very bottom of the power rankings not a good look for harry it would be it's tough but he might have uh hermione here fucking goddamn hermione she's so good she's talking about how dumble said that voldy specializes in sowing discord and how they have to stand together idiot ron can't figure out how she remembers that and she's just like, it's because I fucking listen, dipshit. Just like, get yeah. the corn out of your ears and fucking listen once in your life. Uh, Ron reiterates that they have no interest. Like, me and Harry have no interest in trying to get along with Slytherin. And Hermione is, like, sick of basically trying to talk sense to them. So it's more just like she's disappointed in them. It's the whole parent thing where she's like, I'm too tired of being mad at you. I'm just disappointed in you. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> She's got to feel like that a lot. Dude, Harry all the time. Suck. I don't know how she puts up with these two. I truly don't. She's got the patience of a fucking saint. Ron complains about his class schedule, and Fred and George are like, I'll say this nosebleed candy cheap uh, because you'll never stop bleeding and you'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. They're like, we don't really have this the antidote for this nosebleed thing figured out. They they tell us here that fifth year is brutal, and the owls, which let me ordinary wizarding levels, right? Yeah, is that what mm-hmm. the owl yeah. stands for? God damn, so dumb. Not as dumb as newts, though. I remember that one being even dumber. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the owls suck. So basically, good luck, you fuckers. Fifth year sucks. Ron and Hermione wonder where Fred and George are getting their funding from and Harry's like oh hey look a distraction yeah. um, he's he does not want them to know that he is paying for their funding so the, a bunch of dumb class bullshit happens and 
they're Harry and Ron are basically like, hey, Hermione, uh, we're not going to pay attention in class ever, but uh, we're going to need your notes. And she's like, uh, how would it be if this year I just refuse to lend you my notes? And <laughs> Ron's like, well, yeah, we'd fail our owls, but if you want that on your conscience, you know, he's like trying to guilt trip her. <laughs> and she's like, well, you don't even, de- you deserve it. You don't even try to listen. And Ron continuing here, he's like, well, we try. We just, he's like really trying to like guilt her and like butter her up. Like, I got to give Ron some props here for he he's not just being like an ultra shit heel like he usually is. He's actually kind of like using some tactics here. Yeah. Cuz he's like we just haven't got your brains or your memory or your concentration. You're just cleverer than we are. <laughs> and is it nice to rub it in how much better than you are than we are basically? <laughs> and Hermione's just like she's not having it. She's like Oh, that's just rubbish. But she, you can tell she kind of she's kind of into it. She kind of likes like hearing all this shit from him. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's there's times where like like I'll be like, hey Amanda, like make breakfast tacos, and she's like, no, you do it, and I'm like, why? <laughs> and then she's like, you just you just better at it, and I'm like, yeah, like, okay, well yeah. you're better at laundry, so you do the laundry then. <laughs> You're you're like well, fuck. I didn't want to do this, but I am pretty great at breakfast tacos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's basically what this. I do is. make some pretty bitchin' breakfast tacos. I don't believe you, but anyway, uh, Cho comes up to talk to Harry and Ron. Fucking right when he had done something kind of nice, totally cock blocks him, cock blocks the shit out of him. Like, what the fuck is this idiot good for? I I I give Ron shit all the time about being a bad friend. If he can't even be an effective wingman for Harry, yeah, no, like, you're you're not wrong, man. What good is he? He like gives Cho shit because she likes like the champion Quidditch team. She's got like, is it the Tornadoes? I'm recalling. I I, th- I think yeah, Tornadoes. Like he thinks she's a bandwagon fan, and Cho's just like so cool about it. She's like, uh, yeah, no, I've liked them since I was four. So fuck right the hell off, and Ron's like, mm, I don't know who's their who's their backup uh, D League seeker, and she's like, fuck off, and just leaves. And Harry's like, I think even Harry is like, yeah, what the fuck, Ron? Yeah, uh, Hermione <laughs> is also mad at Ron because he he's a fucking idiot, ever living shit. He's an idiot. Um, they go to Snape's class, and basically. The nice way that he says it is that he will be most displeased if they fail his owl. Uh, reading between the lines, I'm like, oh, he's going to poison the shit out of the ones that fail his owl. <laughs> he's going to fuck their shit right up. Just poison them dead. He he does not fuck around, my guy Snape. And so they're they're griping about Snape here. Ron has the line... Poisonous toadstools don't change their spots. Uh, that's the worst substitution for the a tiger don't change his stripes metaphor <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, uh, it's pretty bad. Just just use tiger don't change his stripes because that one's badass. This this one's real dumb. And he's like, I've always thought Dumbledore was cracked trusting Snape. Where's the evidence that he ever stopped working for you know who? And Hermione's like, I'm sure Dumbledore's got plenty of evidence. He just, he doesn't need to share it with you, Ron, you dipshit. 
And here, Harry, like, just being a dick to his friends again, although these two do argue a lot, he's like, oh, shut up, you two. You just, can't you give it a rest? You're always having to go at each other. It's driving me mad. Uh, And he storms off because he's a little bitch boy. Ron comes up, tells him, hey, we're going to stop arguing, but Hermione says you really need to stop taking your anger out on us, which she's told him like seven times and he still can't seem to understand. Yeah. He, Harry, of course, continues to be a real asshole about it. They go to Trelawney's class. <laughs> she says basically the exact opposite of snakes, of Snape, excuse me. She's like, owls are stupid as hell. It doesn't motherfucking matter whether you pass mine or not. I don't give a shit. Either you have the site or you don't, <laughs> but the ministry wants you to take these or whatever, so who cares? Makes you wonder, what in the fuck is Trelawney actually doing there? Well... When she gets her evaluation later, I think Umbridge has that same thought. So you and Umbridge, kindred spirits. I like oh, that, yeah, Zach. Dude. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. Yes, definitely. Then then they get to Umbridge's class, the, our first defense against the dark arts lesson of the semester. Hermione has her hand raised for like 30 minutes in the class, and Umbridge just refuses to acknowledge her. Uh, which is real stupid. Umbridge seems like a real asshole. She's basically like, uh, read these books, read these chapters, and come to find out, she she basically like, Hermione finally gets her attention and is like, hey, are we going to use defensive spells? And Umbridge is like, I can't imagine any situation arising in my classroom that would require you to use a defensive spell, Miss Granger. You surely aren't expecting to be attacked in class. And... Oh, my God. Oh, how the shit could I have forgotten about this? Holy shit. Holy shit. (laughs) I had to get this in exact quotes because this is a thing that Rowling wrote and said, that looks okay. And then the editors looked over and were like, yeah, that's okay. Oh, my God. What is it? Spoiler alert, it's not. So, so as... Umbridge is saying this. You surely aren't expecting to be attacked during class. We're not going to use magic. Ron ejaculated loudly. <laughs> yes. Why? Just why? Tell me why, Zach. Tell yeah. me why that phrasing needs to be used. I Ron ejaculating loudly will now haunt my <laughs> nightmares for centuries. For the rest of time. Come on, man. We all ejaculate loudly sometimes. <laughs> God damn it. Why use that word ever for anything than what is intended to be used for? You know, you're not, you're not the first person to have that thought. Oh, I, I, how can I not? Listen, like I said, how could this get past the editors? These are children's books. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Ron ejaculated lo- the fact that he's doing it loudly too is really just the icing on the cake. It's it's really something. Anyway. Yep. Oh boy. Um so Umbridge is basically like, I don't want to criticize the way things have been run in this school, but I'm about to do it anyway. Uh she says, You have been exposed to some very irresponsible wizards in this class. Not to mention extremely dangerous half-breeze. And I'm like, oh, you fucking better not. And my guy, Shots Dean Tom- fired at Yeah, fucking shots Lupin, fired. Yeah. My guy, Dean Thomas, good on you, Dean Thomas, standing up here. He's like, 
if you mean Professor Luce Lupin, he was the best we ever. And she just cuts him off and is like, yeah, whatever. She keeps going. Uh, good on you, D. Thomas, for sticking up for Lupin, though. Yeah. Because Lupin rules. Umbridge is basically like, your education in this subject has been shit and crazy. One dude did illegal curses in front of you and on you. And they're all like, well, yeah, but he was a maniac. But we also still learned a lot. Uh, so <laughs> they seem to have mixed thoughts on Moody because <laughs> yeah. they're like, I mean, yeah, I actually- have mixed thoughts on yeah, Moody. So. Like- <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. They're like, oh, listen, we learned a lot. But yeah, he was he was fucking nuts. <laughs> and uh, so basically, Umbridge is like, yeah, we're not going to practice any spells. We're just going to read these books. And you'll be totally fine for the owls. And they're like, isn't there like a practical section on the owls where you actually have to actually do the spells? And she's like, yeah, no, if you know the theory, you'll be totally fine. And they're like, are you telling us that the first time we'll get to do the spells will be during our exam? And she's like, yep, as long as you've studied the theory hard enough and you'll be totally fine. And here's where Harry flies off the handle. She fucking sucks. She sucks. Uh, Harry flies off the handle for the first, not first, like the 37th out of 300 billion times in this section. He's like, what good theory is going to be in the real world? And she's like, this is school, Potter, not the real world. And he's like, so we're not supposed to be prepared for what's waiting out there? And she's like, oh, there's nothing out there. And she's like, who, who do you imagine wants to attack children like yourselves? And Harry, this sarcastic little dick, he's like, hmm, let me think about it. Maybe Lord Voldemort? Uh, just, come on, my guy. Such a fucking 15-year-old. You don't have to be, exactly. I mean, he's a sarcastic teenage asshole. Uh, she, he, that was the magic word, obviously. He, he should not have brought that up. She takes 10 points from him, tells him Voldy being back is a lie, Harry argues with her a bunch, and she gives him detention. He he keeps going on and asks if Cedric dropped dead on his own. She said it was a tragic accident. Harry's like, it was murder. Voldy killed him, and you know it. And here's where I have to get on my soapbox and scream about this again. Um, actually, Harry, that should have been that should have been what happened. But really dumb choices were made, and it was actually Hawkblade that killed him. Um, we get this, <laughs> your guy Hawkblade, uh, several times in these chapters, it is said that Voldy killed Cedric, Voldy killed Cedric, and every time it pisses me off, Zach, I hate to keep harping on this, but I'm like, yeah, that should have been what fucking happened, but no, the Hawkblade, our fucking it's guy Hawkblade Voldemort's killed him. intent that killed Cedric. Yeah, you know what, should his intent and his fucking little creepy ass baby hand, <laughs> should have done it <laughs> it's creepy ass baby head. <laughs> I don't, he looks creepy like a like a creepy baby right? did you Isn't ever that? get around to watching goblet of fire no i still haven't it's i told you it's not i can't watch it anymore it's not on anything i could have swore you said something about them looking like the beatles Look, who looking like the beatles like like everybody like having long ass hair wasn't that in azkaban no Oh, maybe you just showed me a picture. Somebody sent me a picture, I think. Maybe. Okay. That they might do be all have long ass hair. I do remember that now. But no, I have not watched it. 
Lame. Yeah, I'm still real mad about this. <sighs> Fucking Pettigrew should not have killed Cedric. And apparently everyone else thinks so too because they always say Voldy killed Cedric. Every single time. Hawkblade is never mentioned. <laughs> oh, my guy, Hawkblade. So, he's he's mouthing off a ton. Umbridge writes this note on pink parchment. and I don't know if the pink parchment is significant, but I, I haven't figured that out yet. She sends him to McGonagall. She just likes pink. She just, okay, that could be what it is. Sends him to McGonagall. Peeves uh, <laughs> gives him shit along the way while he's on his way to McGonagall's office. Makes fun of his little wee-wee. And uh, <laughs> he gets to McGonagall's office and she's like, is this true? You yelled at her and called her a liar. And he's like, yeah, it's true. And she's like, cool, have, <laughs> have a, a cookie. Biscuit. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, McGonagall. Dude, I love her so much. Um, but then she gives him she gives him a little speech here, which Harry, of course, ignores throughout the rest of these chapter. I swear, like three or four times a book, we get someone cool and rad that has Harry's best interest in heart at heart try and give him like uh, an impassioned speech to like wake the fuck up and stop doing dumb shit all the time. And to this date. He has never once listened to any of them. <laughs> this fucker never learns. That's his a lesson. fair assessment, I think. So many times, so many times, this exact thing has happened. McGonagall's like, "You Potter, you need to be careful." She, he, he notes that her tone of voice is not what it usually is. It's not like brisk, crisp, and stern. It's low, anxious, and somehow more human than usual. Like this is this is like. Very sincere McGonagall. I love it. Um, she says, Misbehavior in Dolores Umbridge's class could cost you much more than house points and a detention. And Harry has no fucking clue what she's me- he, she means. He's like, whoa. And he's like, she's like, use your common sense. You know where she comes from. You must know to whom she is reporting. And... Apparently, Umbridge has given him detention every night that week. Then she's like, hey, didn't you listen to her speech at the start of term feast? And Harry's like, yeah, she said uh, progress will be prohibited or, uh, well, it meant that the Ministry of Magic is trying to interfere at Hogwarts. And McGonagall knows immediately. She's like... Well, I'm glad you listened to Hermione Granger at any rate and just kicks him out of her office because all he could remember was what Hermione told him the speech meant. And McGonagall knows immediately. She's like, yeah, you didn't come up with that. Only fucking Hermione came up with that. Yeah, basically she knows that him and Ron are fucking idiots. She 100% knows. She knows that the only brains in that group comes from Hermione. And honestly... I am so here for McGonagall just like calling his ass out on it and is like, yeah, well, you're a fucking idiot. At least you listen to Hermione, I guess. Get the fuck out of my office. Yeah, seriously. Dude, so I good. love the, you, you, you called her a liar? Yeah. You told her he must not be named his back? Yeah. <sighs> then, well, have a biscuit, Pop. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> have what? Have a biscuit. <laughs> she repeated impatiently. Yeah. And then later in the conversation, she's she like... She makes him take another cookie. Yeah, she... For heaven's sake, Potter, said Professor McGonagall, straightening her glasses angrily. 
do you really think this is about truth or lies? It's about, it's about keeping your head down and your temper under control. She stood up, nostrils wide and mouth very thin, and he stood too. Have another biscuit, she said irritably, thrusting the tin at him. No thanks. Don't be ridiculous, she snapped. <laughs> She's like so mad at him, and it's like the only way she knows how to take out her anger is by forcing a cookie on him. Dude, it's so funny, dude. It's pretty good. I love her so much. Uh, she's really great in these chapters. We'll get to more of that in a bit. She, she will stay that great always. I, I assumed so, considering how hype you were on her, and she did I, like almost nothing through the her, first four like, books. So she doesn't have a lot of like moments to shine in the earlier books, but once you get this, once you experience the earlier books again, it's like, yep, it's always there. It's always been there. It's just like, I needed this to realize how much I loved it. I don't know. I still, she didn't do shit to Peeves that one time, and my boy Lupin definitely did, so I'm still going to call her out on that. You but. fucking harp on that shit all the time. Dude, so she basically was just like, oh, Peeves, you better get down from there. Meanwhile, Lupin was just like, oh, yeah, Peeves, you're going to get in my way, boy? Blammo! Uh, Lupin rules, basically. Yeah, Lupin does rule. So, chapter 13. Harry can't figure out why everyone believed Dumble two months ago when he gave him the end of like semester speech about Voldy being back. and But they don't believe him now. And I'm like, well, because Dumble's smart and you're a dipshit, Harry. Uh, but Hermione's like, oh, I'm not sure that they did believe him. No one else saw what happened. They only basically saw you show up with a dead Cedric, and they only had what Dumble said, and that didn't have time for it to sink in before going home and reading all summer about how Dumble and Potter are crazy. And... <sighs> Harry, again, is like, well, it's true. And Hermione's like, I fucking know it's true here, Harry. So will you please stop biting my head off? This is literally like the fourth time in these one and not even a half chapters that she's had to like, will you fucking please biting my head off at every little thing? I am on your goddamn side here. I'm just trying to explain things to you because you're a fucking petulant child. And it's like, she's getting, she, it literally said, she said wearily. She's yeah. like so tired of having to say this. Yeah, I mean, I fucking would be too. I don't know why she is friends with him. Oh my God. It's because she knows that they would be dead without her. So she can't have that on her conscience. I guess, I guess. She's so rad that she literally is like, yeah, she can't even have that on her conscience, I guess. God damn it. Um, But then she gets upset. Uh, she, cause she's thinking of Umbridge and she's like, how can Dumbledore have let this happen? Uh, we get a Crookshanks mention here. So I think this is why I have it because <laughs> Crookshanks was on her lap and she scared him and he jumped off and she's, he, he's, he's salty about it. Uh, Crookshanks is, uh, how can he let that terrible woman teach us? And in our owl year too. And, um, Harry's like, well, we've never had a great defense against the dark arts teacher, have we? And I'm like, fucking, you better check yourself, Harry. Lupin, how dare you fucking slander my boy Lupin like that? And then they talk about how Hagrid says the job is jinxed, that no one wants it. And Hermione mad again. She's like, yes, but to employ someone who's actually refusing to let us do magic, what's Dumbledore playing at? Well, we find out in a bit that... Uh, they passed legislation, basically, and it was kind of seems like it was out of Dumble's hands at that point. So, yeah. 
we find that out later, though. <laughs> I can't remember what Fred and George are doing here. Something illegal. Uh, Hermione goes over to stop them. And she's like, if you don't stop doing it, I'm going to. And Fred put us in detention in an I'd like to see you try it voice. Make us write lines, said George, smirking. Um, Hermione, oh my God, this is one of probably the best things she's ever done. She's like, no, her voice quivering with anger, but I will write to your mother. <laughs> Dude, drops a bomb. Dude. George and Fred. You wouldn't, said George, horrified, taking a step back from her. Oh, yes, I would, said Hermione grimly. I can't stop you eating the stupid things yourselves, but you're not giving them to first years. Fred and George looked thunderstruck. It was clear that as far as they were concerned, Hermione's threat was way below the belt. (laughs) This is one of my favorite things she has ever done. Threatening them with their mother is so beautiful it's so and perfect. Good. It's so great. She she knows what's up, man. She knows that these these dicks don't care about other school punishments, but boy, are they terrified of my girl Molly. Uh, it's so great. Dude, Molly fucks. Dude, Molly. Molly gets after it. Um, <laughs> then we find out that Hermione is leaving hats out. For house elves under piles of trash so that they accidentally get freed. <laughs> she, like, is knitting all these, like, hats and, like, putting, like, trash and shit all, all over them. Because I know the ho- they know the house elves, like, clean up at night. Yeah. And so she's hoping they just accidentally pick them up and get freed. And I'm like, fucking clever girl. <laughs> uh, she's not a raptor, but I still thought that. Um... That's very funny, and she's like, through the rest of these chapters, she's always knitting. Like, I think she makes a comment about how she could only, she's not very good at knitting when she has to do it without magic, so she can only do, like, a couple when she was on vacation, and she's like, now that I'm back at school, I can make them way faster, though. It's her her fixation with the, L- like, I agree with it, by the way. Like, right. I, I, obviously, you know, people shouldn't be enslaved. Uh <laughs> Yes, but it's it's just it's just very it's funny it's comical it the is. way that it's portrayed. In yes, the books. definitely. Um, a bunch of dumb school stuff happens that I didn't take notes on. Lots of mention of owls. Like Fred and George weren't kidding. This fifth year is like grinding them up and eating them for breakfast, basically. Luna comes up, tells Harry she believes him about Voldy being back. Hermione kind of offends her again, and she leaves. Hermione for all. My love for her uh, does not have the best tact when dealing with Luna. Not um, socially the the most tactful person. No, but, you know, no one's... You know what? I can't even blame Hermione because she's just trying to spit facts. Uh, she's just blunt about it. I can appreciate bluntness. Yeah, no, yeah sure. You know what? Uh, apparently, we find out Luna only believes things that have absolutely no proof, is what I think Hermione says. Hermione, Hermione, Ernie, I don't know where I got Hermione, Hermione, Ernie, this Hufflepuff fucker that's been in here and there in these books to this point, Ernie McMillan, Ernie McMillan, uh, he tells Harry that he also believes him, that his family has always supported Dumble, and this cheers Harry up a little, because Harry is just a whiny little bitch boy constantly through this. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. No, yeah. I mean, it does it does have to be frustrating. For Harry? Sure. Oh, and yeah. he's like a 15-year-old. Like, listen, I get it, but it doesn't make me enjoy it. I understand it. Sure. But it's still annoying as shit. I look, I yeah. No, I I know. It's you you I know that you know. I'm just trying to get right. you talking about how you know yes. because you never acknowledge it and it just sounds like I know, I know. And that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. It's like, <laughs> like I don't acknowledge or understand that these are teenagers and this is how teenagers act. I get it. But again, this is part of my whole rant I had in like an episode forever ago where I'm like, I just don't like kids or teenagers in my fiction. Like, I want adults. I don't know. Anyway. That's fair. Angelina is furious that Harry has detention when they're supposed to be having Quidditch tryouts. Harry makes a crack that Oliver Wood must have died, and she's, like, channeling his spirit because she's, like, all, like, going nuts about Quidditch like Oliver Wood always used to. So I'm like, okay, Harry. All right. That was pretty good. Uh, I took this down because I was like, what the fuck is Ron? Is this important? What the fuck is Ron up to here? I, I then, like, almost immediately found out what he was up to. He's He makes a mention about it looks like it's going to rain, and Harry's like, or no, Hermione's like, what's that got to do with our homework? And he's like, oh, nothing, nothing. And is like very defensive about it. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? But then I found out. He just wants to be good at something. He wants to be good at something for once. I suppose I can't blame him. Harry goes to Umbridge's office for his detention. He He's remembering all the people who had this office before her and like the cool shit they had on their walls. Like, Lockhart was just pictures of himself because Lockhart's a baller. <laughs> uh, Lupin had, like, just a bunch of weird-ass magical creatures and shit. And uh, what's his name? Moody, fake Moody, had all his, like, uh, hit wizard gear and shit like that. Umbridge just apparently has decorative plates of kittens with kittens on them. She's got pussies all over the wall, She's dude. got pussies all over the wall. <laughs> Uh, and then she makes him write, I will not tell lies, with a quill that cuts it into the back of his hand, and then heals. That's what some evil shit. What the fuck is this lady? What the fuck is this lady? Dude. She, she sucks. Also, it's past midnight when he leaves. Dude was in there for like seven hours. I'm pretty sure he went there at like 5.30, and he makes mention it's past midnight when he leaves. Dude was half in this quill, cut his hand for seven hours. Holy shit, this lady's insane. Yeah, a lot of people uh, compare her to Joffrey. Uh, I mean, she does seem to, like, take pleasure in his pain. Yeah. For sure. So I, I can see that. Um, Here we get this again. Ron also didn't do his homework, says he was busy with something. And here's where I will have you know I correctly predicted this. I put, he's practicing Quidditch because he wants to make the team, isn't he? So. Good on you, Scotty one Westside. One for one for your boy. Scotty Westside does it again. Scotty Westside with his predictions. Uh, Harry is not telling his friends about the detentions for some reason. He wants his own little private battle of wills with Umbridge. Because he, he makes a point of not showing Ron his hand. Look, Harry's a moron, but whatever. Let him yeah, do his I know. Thing. Listen, these are just these are just my notes. Okay. 
the next night, after two hours, it doesn't st- heal as well, and it stays etched into his hand. She says, come back tomorrow, and that they can get it deeper. Uh, she's she's real fucking evil. Can you say that a little slower? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I was doing ASMR again, the sexy get it deeper voice. Get it deeper. Get it deeper. This has been sexy ASMR. <laughs> I can't even do it. So then the, here's where immediately Harry finds out uh, what Ron's been up to. He says, so you've been practicing um, every night since Tuesday. Just on my own, I've been trying to bewitch Quaffles to fly at me. But it hasn't been easy, and I don't know how much use I'll be. And then he's like, oh, now I know why I took a note about this. Fred and George are going to laugh themselves stupid when I turn up for tryouts. They haven't stopped taking the mickey out of me since I got made a prefect. I think I, I think it was last episode I made a big deal about this when Luna was laughing at him. You're taking and the mickey. Taking the mickey. And I thought it was like he was asking her if she was on drugs, but then I think, did you look it up? And it was like, yeah, yeah, I looked it up. Basically means like taking the Mickey is like making fun of me. Right. So exactly. I, I made this note here because I was like, oh, there it is again. Ron really big on this phrase right now. <laughs> we all go through phases. We go through phases. I certainly have done that where I say one phrase or one thing all the time in every situation uh, for a while. So I get it. I still wish it was about drugs. Ron, Ron, Ron sees Harry's hand here and says he has to tell someone. He's like, dude, you got to go to someone in authority about this. Fucking Ron doesn't want to tell Dumble because he's still butt hurt that Dumble hasn't talked to him all summer. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, also, Harry is an idiot. Don't know if I've mentioned that. Umbridge. Yes. Uh, yeah. Look, I... I that's the one thing that I empathize with that. The one thing what? Like, I hate Harry's attitude this entire thing, but like him freaking out about Dumbledore, that's gotta be frustrating as fuck. See, after after the events of last year. Okay. Sure. From f- from my perspective, I'm in the camp of Harry's a dumbass dipshit. Dumble is quickly rising the power rankings. He's awesome. He's rad. Also, he's busy. Uh, I totally get why he doesn't have time for this moron. But that's sure. from my perspective. From Harry's perspective, sure. I'm sure that's very frustrating and like weird. Yes. But I'm like, good job, Dumble. Yeah, don't give that idiot the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh so he's in Umbridge's office, and now he they're still doing this. It's like permanently, not I don't know permanently, but it's like not healing anymore. It's like, I will not tell lies is like etched into his hand at this point. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. She's looking at it, and his scar starts hurting. Also, it's I don't know what this is about. This is new. At the same time, he had a most peculiar sensation somewhere around his midriff. He freaks out and, like, jumps back, stares at her. She says, yes, it hurts, doesn't it? Was she talking about his hand, or did she know what he had just felt in his forehead? The plot thickens here. I don't know. Is she connected to Dumbledore in some way? To Dumbledore? Um, 
Sorry, Voldy. Voldy, Voldy, Voldy. Is she connected to Voldy? Couldn't say. So he leaves. Angelina tells... <laughs> this is real good. Angelina tells Harry that basically... Oh, that he goes back to the, like, the Gryffindor common room, and they're all having a big celebration. Ron made the team. Angelina pulls Harry aside, and she's like, Look, Ron is shit at Keeper. There were like a bunch of people better than him, but they had conflicts with like scheduling and shit. So he's the only, he's all I got. He's my last resort. Please help him not to suck so much. <laughs> she literally tells Harry all these things, and I'm like, God damn, Harry sucks, but Jesus, does Ron suck a lot? Yeah, Ron's not great. He's he's just bad at everything, apparently. As much he just, as he fucking is like a simp for Quidditch, you'd think he'd be decent at it. I mean, are you good at baseball? No, I'm terrible. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. You got me. You got me. Uh, Harry tells Hermione what happened in Umbridge's office, that he thinks Voldy is controlling Umbridge like Quirrell. She's like, now that he's alive, he can't be possessing people like that, but it may be the Imperius curse. Hermione, of course, much like Ron, much like anyone with any sense whatsoever, tells him he should t- tell Dumble about the scar hurting. Um, <laughs> And then my last note in this chapter, she is exhausted from making so many hats that keep disappearing. By the way, she's very pleased that all the hats are like gone in the morning. Um, She asks Harry to help her and make the hats and he's like nah because he's a dick and that's the, that's the end of that chapter <laughs> nah dude nah <laughs> nah nah i'm an asshole uh, he's like ain't nobody got time for you. that no ain't nobody got time for that so chapter 14 starts with harry writing an encoded letter to sirius i did air quotes there by the way i realized that that doesn't me doing the air quotes to zach doesn't come up Translate. on the podcast audio uh, an encoded air quotes letter to Sirius telling him about his scar and umbrage. <laughs> he makes a big deal because the, the envelope is addressed to Snuffles and he makes a big deal when he's talking to Hedwig. It's like he's like whispering to this goddamn owl in the owlery. He's like, uh, uh, the, the envelope says Snuffles, but it's really going to Sirius. This is Sirius Hedwig. And Hedwig just looks at him like, I'm not a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. I fucking know who to go to. <laughs> and it's just real funny. Like, I, Hedwig, every time she's, like, in these last couple books, she's, like, being a baller. And I love her. Yeah, she, she even the bird has gotten a better yes. personality. Yes. It's, yeah, definitely. She's Literally, the bird is like, you're an idiot. I know. It's cool. I got you. I got you, bud. Then he sees these terrifying skeletal horse things again, like flying around outside. Um, I still have no idea what this is about, where this is going to go. Couldn't say. Yeah, couldn't say. Um, it's hypocrite. But they're fucking cool. Phantoms or something. <laughs> and this is where Cho comes in. She uh, was sending, I believe, a birthday gift to her mother or something like that. Very thoughtful girl. I like Cho. <laughs> this I think this I pulled this directly from the book because she she tells him she thought he had been really brave I don't know what this is in reference to I don't have this full thing I don't know what he had been brave about maybe telling like arguing with Umbridge I guess yes <laughs> Joe thought he had been really brave for a moment he considered 
accidentally on purpose showing her his cut hand. <laughs> showing her his little wee-wee. Yeah. Accidentally on purpose pulling down his pants and showing her his little wee-wee. <laughs> uh, this dude is like such a moron. Like, oh, look at my battle scar. Look at how brave and tough I am. This motherfucker. Uh, then Filch busts in. And accuses Harry of ordering a bunch of dung bombs. He's like, I got a tip off that you're ordering these dung bombs. And Cho helps cover for him. And when Filch leaves, <laughs> it's very funny. Cho's like, um, you weren't ordering dung bombs, were you? Because <laughs> I just covered for you. And if you really were, that would suck a lot. Uh, Harry, very elated that this is the first convo he's ever had with Cho where he didn't make a damn fool of himself. He's, like, fucking walking on sunshine. Like, he goes out of that alley skipping, man. He's so happy. Dick swinging, skipping around. <sighs> yeah, it, literally the first time in his history when it a conversation with Cho wasn't the most awkward thing in his existence. Yeah. <laughs> the Good one- for him. The one where he asked her to the Yule Ball has got to be my favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the most awkward thing in the universe. Uh, they get the paper. It says that they've gotten a tip that Sirius is hiding in London. They think Malfoy told him this tip because, remember, they think Malfoy said the dog thing on the train. I can't even remember. Yeah, dogging around, I think. Yeah, I don't think Malfoy knows dick. I think this is a misdirect of some kind. Um, Then we find out that this Sturgis Podmore dude was caught and sentenced to six months in Azkaban for trying to break into the ministry. He was the one that was missing from Harry's guard when they were going to the station, which real Moody, not fake Moody TM, was big upset about. Mm-hmm. Um... Ron has the theory that this could have been a setup, that if they know he's connected to Dumble, they could have just set him up to come to the ministry and, you know, like, claimed he was trying to break in and sentenced him. And I'm like, all right, Ron, that's plausible. I, I'd buy that. <laughs> the fuck, all right, Ron. Ron. All right, Ron. <laughs> you know what? You're surprising me every day here. Oh, my God. <laughs> my next note starts... Holy shit, this Quidditch practice. We get like 15 pages. It's not that many. Don't fact check that. But like 15 pages <laughs> on this don't fact check that. goddamn Quidditch practice. And I'm just like, holy shit, I am so bored and over this right now. Yeah, Quidditch is back, buddy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I didn't even... Starting this book, I didn't even think of that. And I should have, but oh boy. Uh, Ron smacks Katie in the face because he's shit at Quidditch and her nose is bleeding. George gives her this candy bullshit and now it's getting worse. Uh, <laughs> the nosebleed nougat. The nosebleed, yeah. They're like, oh no, this will fix you right up. But it's actually getting worse and worse and Katie's literally about to die from blood loss. So George <laughs> and Fred have to like, oh, we better take her to the hospital. And uh, yeah. <laughs> they get done they tell Hermione it was bad. She, like, pulls Harry aside. She's like, <laughs> did did Ron suck? Did You can tell me. Did Ron suck ass? And Harry, even though Ron constantly cock blocks him, he, like, covers for him. He's like, no, 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 he was fine. 
it's very obvious the way that this is written. She does not believe him at all. She's like, yeah. I fucking know he sucked, dude. You, you yeah. can tell. Me. Come on. Yeah, he sucked. I'm not a cop. You can tell me he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ron gets this letter from Percy. Basically, it's a real long letter. Basically, it says, be friends with Umbridge. Dumble sucks. He's going to be replaced soon. Cut ties with Harry Potter. P.S. I suck. That's basically the whole letter. Dude, that up. letter from Percy. I, let me tell you, man. As a child reading this was the most infuriating thing ever. Like, I don't, like, obviously as a kid, I didn't realize how much I disliked Harry and Ron. Right? Like, they sure. were, they're the main characters. So I, I'm like, oh, like, I like them, you know? Uh, I was like, you don't fucking talk about my boy like that. Like, that's my fucking guy. You're a fucking idiot. Well, and also, too, like, he talks shit about Dumbledore. Like, he talks shit about Dumbledore. He basically says Umbridge is great, which we already know is super false. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I hate Harry and Ron, but there is no defending Percy. He sucks so hard, dude. This fucking letter. Holy shit, he sucks. Uh, And then Hermione finishes their homework for them. I don't know why I have that in a note. I, she finally broke down and was like, I got to help these dumb fuckers. They're so hopeless. They are so hopeless without me. Yeah. And then as they're in there, Sirius pops up in the fire and they have a little chitty chat. Um, he says he doesn't think Harry's scar hurting has anything to do with Umbridge. Uh, this, was, this was a good point. I, I appreciated from him here. He says the world isn't split into good people and death eaters. Basically, you know, like, People can suck and be shitty without, you know, being with Voldy, more or less. Right, exactly. And I'm like, that's, that's a good point. I feel like all too commonly, you know, people, myself included, I'm guilty of this. We have a tendency to, you know, go extreme and, like, if someone does something even a little bit shitty, they're, like, the worst human on the planet, you know, so. Exactly. I mean, Umbridge is very close to being the worst person right, on no, the planet. Right, no, listen, yes. But, like... Uh, yeah, no, I understand your point. Right, yes. I, I appreciated that point from Sirius here. Um, <laughs> further proving what you're talking about with Umbridge, he goes on to say that Umbridge hates half-humans. Um, like, yeah, she's a little racist. She's very racist, like uh, werewolves, for example. They tell him that they can't do any spells in her class, and he says that makes sense because Fudge is paranoid that Dumble is training a wizard army to fight the Ministry. And I'm like, oh, that'd be fucking cool. I hope that's what Dumble's doing. Because <laughs> that'd be pretty rad. That would be pretty rad. Uh, Sirius says that Hagrid was supposed to be back by now, because they're, they're big worried about Hagrid, our guy. And he was supposed to be back by now, but no one's heard from him. They're real big worried about this, as am I. But Sirius like, nah, 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 don't worry. Dumble thinks he's fine. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. That doesn't sound fine to me. So I don't think we get much more on Hagrid, but I'm, I'm starting Pretty to get... Pretty sure. Pretty sure. I'm starting to get a little concerned about my boy. So then, Jesus. Right after I have to praise Sirius, I have to really get on his case here. Holy shit. He wants to come and visit with them as Hogsmeade as the dog. And they're like, no, 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 you can't do that. We think Malfoy knows who you are. Blah, 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 blah. 
and Sirius goes full on pout mode. Like he's like, mm, "You're less like your father than I thought." Yeah, God, I hate it so much. That's that's maybe the worst line. He definitely the worst line he's ever had. That's such oh, such a shitty line. It's just a, it's bad. It, it's, like I feel like it's like bad writing. I maybe it's just like, dude, come this this whole him viewing Harry as his best friend is just weird. It's. It just makes me uncomfortable, like, in a way. Like, this dude is 15. Like, he's not your fucking buddy James. It's just weird. Anyway, <laughs> he then goes on to say, the risk would have been mi- the the risk would have been what made it fun for James. I have this copied directly. That doesn't seem to make grammatical sense. Uh Basically, the risk is what it would have gotten James off. He would have he would have gotten. He'd have hard. been raging hard. He would have been raging hard because of the risk. James definitely like he likes to fuck on like the back of a moving train or something, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh he he has he has to get his thrills in somewhere. He 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 wants to try and do it like within reach of the Whomping Willow and see if he can. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it out. Uh, in a angry hippogriff pen or something. Um, <laughs> and then he just shuts down. He's like, well, I better get going. I can hear Creature coming down the stairs. Harry, even Harry knows he's lying, though. And he says, I'll write to tell you a time I can make it back into the fire then, shall I? If you can't stand the risk. And poof, he's gone. And I'm like, Jesus, serious, you fucking petulant child. I know we talked about this, about how he went into Azkaban very young, and he yep. probably did not get a chance to fully grow up. Yep. But holy shit, dude, you you better start growing up soon. Yeah, I mean it, that that definitely is a theme with Sirius's character. Like he he unfortunately is not mature for reasons that make sense. You know, it's sure. not like it's not like he's just a shitty character like how Ron sometimes no, is. No, like he's just. I yeah. listen. I I don't dislike Sirius as a character. I'm saying this as a place of like, I hope he gets developed because this could this this idea could be very interesting. Um, and I hope she goes somewhere with it. I hope we get that development from him. Wait, what idea? What do you mean? Like this idea of he is very like immature. Um, because he went into Azkaban young. Um. And, you know, you could go a couple of different ways with this. You could go with, like, his immaturity gets him into big trouble or, you know, you see eventually, I hope, growth from him and right. he, you know, learns to grow up and be more mature. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not criticizing this. Like, I think this is an interesting facet right? Uh, for this character. I'm just saying this is like, you, you got to grow up, my guy, because... Uh, yeah. That's the way he treats Harry, I think, is 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 super weird. But it is it is it can be interesting and I hope it's it pays off. For sure. Yeah. All, all valid things, definitely. Um chapter fifteen. The paper comes this morning, and the ministry passed legislation that allows Umbridge to be the high grand super duper inquisitor and basically inspect Hogwarts. Percy is being a real shithead in interviews in the paper. He's such Dude, a Percy fucking dick. Fucking sucks, he man. Sucks, I know I man. say that almost every chance I can. But you like, literally say that thirteen times an episode, but it's he, fine. Man, he's just he's the worst. He's so shitty. Like they're just like 
interviewing him, like they read the whole chap or not the chapter, the the paper article. And just like every two sentences is fucking Percy being shitty. It's pretty hilarious. We find out that uh, a couple of the Wizengamot elders, Grisel the Marchbanks and Tiberius Ogden, Tiberius is a badass name, uh, have resigned in protest at the introduction of the post of Inquisitor to Hogwarts. Quote, Hogwarts is a school, not an outpost of Cornelius Fudge's office, some Madame Marchbanks. This is a further disgusting attempt to discredit Albus Dumbledore. And then in parentheses, for a full account of Madame Marchbanks' alleged links to subversive goblin groups, turn to page 17. It's so <laughs> shitty. Like, the people that are trying to support Dumbledore are immediately just, like, in the paper, like, yeah, but this person fucking sucks. Check this out. And being discredited. And it's like, oh, that sucks. Although... Like, listen, I understand their heart's in the right place, but is resigning from the Wizen Gamut really your best move? I, I feel like having... You need those people You need there. those people there. Like, you're yeah. just giving Fudge more power, I feel like, by doing that. But I don't know. Um, Then we get this whole spiel about what all their grades for the owls mean. And they're graded like Devil May Cry combos. <laughs> did, you, did you ever play Devil May Cry? <laughs> no. No, but you <laughs> it's literally like <laughs> all the all the devil may cry combos like like an A is like apocalyptic and like D is like dismal and it's literally it's all the same shit. Uh their grades are just devil may cry combos and I thought that was hilarious. That's that's pretty funny. I should play Devil May Cry. Those are fun games. I'm I like for for that type of like a character action game, I prefer the Bayonetta series, but you know, that's just me. Um, <laughs> I took this note because, boy, the the things these people are are saying in these books really make me question things sometimes. Um, well, be a good boy and keep your temper with Umbridge today," said George. Angelina, Angelina will do her nut. If you miss any more Quidditch practices. I don't know what doing her nut means, but... I mean... <laughs> come on! I mean, I know what it means, but... Angelina. I mean, hey, dude, I, I would do Angelina's nut. <laughs> God damn it. Had to go there. They get... Uh, this, is, this is where we get the Trelawney thing. Um... She gets roasted real bad during her evaluation, and that's my entire note on that. Um, and then they get to Defense Against the Dark Arts. <laughs> Hermione raises her hand again, <laughs> and Umbridge is like, what the fuck do you want? You need to read your chapters. And Hermione's like, uh, yeah, I've read the entire book. Uh, I remember everything because she like Umbridge tries to school her and is like, in chapter 13, so-and-so said this about this. What did he say? And Hermione just rattles it right the fuck off because Hermione's awesome. Yeah. But she still gets points taken away from Gryffindor <laughs> because she's being a smart ass in Umbridge's eyes. But I'm like, hell yeah, Hermione, good on you. Harry mouths off about, oh, Umbridge says something to the effect of like, the only one of your Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher that would have been like, passed an inspection would have been Quirrell. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, he, he makes some sarcastic crack about how, like, yeah, he was great, except for having Voldy sticking out of the back of his head or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And 
he gets another week detention for his crack about this. And Dude, I'm like, my guy and his it. fucking detentions. Angelina does indeed bust a nut, and uh, McGonagall takes takes points from both her and Harry because Angelina is losing her mind on Harry in the Great Hall. And McGonagall comes up and is like, quit screaming, you crazy biatch. I'll take your captaincy away while I'm at it. And then she's like, what are you yelling at Harry for? And Harry's like, I I, I got detention again. Uh, He's like, won't even look at McGonagall and is like, fucking, don't you listen to anything I say? Points from you too. And I'm like, she must have bet on someone else this year. (laughs) She she must have bet on like Ravenclaw or something because she's (laughs) taking away points willy nilly. Yeah, she's like, yeah, no, Umbridge is here. There's no way we're fucking winning yeah. shit. So she she had this all planned out. She knew. Yeah, she, she made big bets on like Ravenclaw. Sent a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. She she knew. So she's she's taking away a ton of points. And this this is where we get the amazing Umbridge McGonagall showdown. I hesitate to even call it a showdown because it's more just like McGonagall just railroading Umbridge. So good. It's very good. It's very, very good. Umbridge does this little, like, <laughs> thing when she, like, wants to interrupt someone and speak. Dude, this shit makes my fucking skin crawl. <laughs> and she keeps doing it, and McGonagall, like, ignores it a couple times. She She's doing, she's doing uh, like, a... What is it called? Like, where she's, like, auditing her class. Right? Yes, yes. She's doing, okay. yeah, basically the inspection. And... She keeps doing it. McGonagall ignores her a couple times. Then finally she's like, yes. And Umbridge, I was just wondering, Professor, whether you received my note telling you of the date and time of your inspec. Obviously I received it. or I would have asked you what you were doing in my classroom. (laughs) Just turns back to her class and keeps stitching. Fucking ignoring the shit out of Umbridge. And she keeps on teaching. She does it again. (laughs) I wonder, said Professor McGonagall in cold fury, how you expect to gain an idea of my usual teaching methods if you continue to interrupt me. You see, I do not generally permit people to talk when I am talking. Professor Umbridge looked as though she had just been slapped in the face. And I'm like, you did just get slapped in the face. Doesn't she offer her a cough drop? Uh, Not here. Um, I definitely would have taken note of that because that's rad, but yeah. she does not do it here. Um, this shuts Umbridge up and she just starts scribbling furiously on her, her notepad. But McGonagall is like not concerned with this in the slightest, uh, and just goes back to teaching. They get to the end of the class and Umbridge does her little post-class interview that they, uh, eavesdrop in on. The, the three. Uh, McGonagall wrecks, continues to wreck shop here. She's like, I've been teaching here for 39 years. And she asks him some other questions. Basically, Umbridge is like, well, you'll receive your evaluation in 10 days. And McGonagall says, I can hardly wait and just leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, McGonagall, you're so good. So then they go to Care of Magical Creatures. And our girl, Professor Dirtyboard... Says that <laughs> Dirty <board>. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Dirtyboard says Dumble basically Umbridge asks her like, "Hey, what's what's going on? Why are you here? And where's Hagrid?" 
And she's like, all I know is Dumbles said, hey, do you want to substitute teach for us for a couple weeks? And she doesn't know where Hagrid is. Dirty Board supports Dumble and Hagrid. She says, hey, you know, they know a lot. They, they already know a bunch. I don't have a ton to teach them. Also, Dumble's been great. So good on you, Dirty Board, for, for supporting Dumble and Hagrid. I guess he must have had another, Harry must have had another fucking detention. Detention. What's her name here? Because I skip right to Hermione being a fucking badass friend. As usual, he goes up to the common room and she's prepared him like this potion. So like essence of Dittany? Yeah, pain relieving healing potion basically. She's like soak your hand in that. It should help. Um, Also, we get another Crookshanks mention here. Crookshanks jumps up on Harry's lap and just goes to Perrin, settles down, and I'm like, don't, Harry sucks, don't comfort him, Crookshanks. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, my guy. You're such a dick. So this is where we get the big, I feel like this is the big turn that, I have a feeling this book is going to lean heavily on this aspect. Um, This is where we get the big reveal that Hermione Basically, Hermione, Hermione and Ron. Ron only takes credit for the idea when Harry likes it, and he's like, no, it's all Hermione, when Harry not, doesn't seem to like it, uh-huh. this motherfucker. She said, basically, she, they want Harry to teach them defense against the dark arts, since they're not learning anything in Umbridge's class. Um, <laughs> Hermione says that actually learning defense against the dark arts is more important than homework, and the other two are shocked. Shocked, I say. They're like, more important than homework? Dude, what has who she f- been smoking? Yeah, who the fuck are you, Hermione? Uh, she suggests that Harry teach them and says he's the best at it. He's like, I'm not the fucking best at it. You always beat me. And she says, well, you beat me in year three, the only time they had a real teacher. This was, I remember this. She didn't do good against the Bogart because it was like, it turned into McGonagall telling her she failed Giving or something like grades. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is very funny. I'm a poor, poor, sweet girl. So then they start rattling off all the shit about, like, basically all the stuff that Harry thinks he's hot shit for. About how he killed Quirrell. He killed the Basilisk. He, um, what did he do in book three? Oh, fought off, like, a trillion, billion Dementors. I swear that number <laughs> trillion grows. Trillion, billion. It, it grows every time they talk about it. It was, like, three Dementors the first time, and now it's, like, billions. It was like a hundred. No, it's like it's like a jillion. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, whatever the four, oh, he obviously escaped from Voldy in the graveyard in the fourth book. And Harry's like getting mad about this. This is the stuff he constantly thinks about himself. But now that his friends are talking about it, he's all of a sudden yeah, it's, mad. It's about a little it. bit of a turn. I I prefer this. Harry. I do. Yes, definitely. It's it's just shocking. I'm just didn't yeah. expect this. For uh, sure. He's like, listen to me. It sounds great when you say it like that, but all that stuff was luck. I'm like, shit, yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing half the time. I didn't plan any of it. I just did whatever I could think of, and I nearly always had help. (laughs) Ron and Hermione are like smirking at him for some reason, and Harry's like just getting more and more mad, his fucking temper. He's like, don't sit there grinning like you know better than I do. I was there, wasn't I? I know what went on, all right? I didn't get through any of that because I was brilliant at defense against the dark arts. I got through it all because because I 
because help came at the right time or because I guessed right, but I just blundered through all of it. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. You don't know what it's like. Neither of you, you've never had to face him. You think it's just memorizing a bunch of spells and throwing them at him like you're in class or something. The whole time, you know there's nothing between you and dying except your own brain or guts or whatever. Like you can think straight when you know you're about to second for when you're about a second from being murdered or tortured or watching your friends die. They've never taught us that in their classes. That it's what it's like to deal with things like that. And you two sit here acting like I'm a clever little boy to be standing here live like Diggory was stupid, like he messed up. You just don't get it. That could have just as easily been me. It would have been me if Voldemort hadn't needed me. And everything he says here is the most sense Harry has ever made in five books. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is all true. He He's admitting he had a fuck ton of help. Uh, Cedric only died, and he didn't because Voldy needed him. Um, He has fucking plot armor that's the best armor in the world. And he's basically telling, laying all this shit out there for him. And I'm like, yeah, this, this, yeah, yeah, definitely. Where was this Harry when at the beginning of the book he was like, I've done way cooler shit than these fuckers. Why, why do they get to know about look, the Order of the Phoenix? The, the, thing, the thing is, is like, he's, he's like, look, have you guys seen my resume? I deserve to be involved. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yes. I, I don't think he's necessarily, I don't think he's ever necessarily been like, I'm a fucking badass. I don't know, dude. Those early chapters, he he definitely thought he was a badass. It comes off that way, and, and I get it. Like, I mean, I also, I equally, not, maybe not equally, but I, I also do not like that version of Harry. I don't enjoy any of that. Honestly, um, it just seems like he goes against whichever way the winds are blowing. Like, he's mad at them for... Well, I mean, there is... That is a thing. You're you're not wrong. Yeah, because, like, he's mad at them when they don't include him. And now that they want to include him because he's done all this stuff, they want him to do something, he's mad at them again. It's like, make up your fucking mind, buddy. <sighs> so, the thing is, is I, I don't think that, like... I think he just wants to be included, right? Where this is like they're giving him more responsibility. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't think he likes responsibility. I think, you know, he definitely has that in common with what I've heard of his father. Right. Uh, <laughs> being a fuck boy. Um, but yeah, like, so he's, it sounds like kind of the root, a lot of this is he's mad that they're, he thinks they're like, romanticizing it well that and they're like shitting on diggory in a way because ron even says like right we weren't having a go at diggory man like you've got the wrong idea like because he's like real pissed that they think diggory's dead because he messed up which they didn't say he's really jumping to conclusions here so ron's trying to explain that to him he's like dude we're not saying anything bad about diggory that's not what we're trying to say Hermione is like, don't you see this is exactly why we need you? We need to know what it's really like facing him, facing Voldemort. And she fucking says it, my girl. It was the first time she had ever said Voldemort's name, and it was this more than anything else that calmed Harry. 
apparently all you have to do is say Voldy's name and calms <laughs> Harry down. He just no, all you have to do is say it with ASMR. Yeah, you just, have to say it with ASMR. You Vol- whisper it into Voldemort. his ear very sensually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that more than show gets Harry's little wee wee going Voldemort. real good. <laughs> you gotta stop. That's so creepy. <laughs> Hermione tells him to please think about it, and this is the most genuine, interesting, and likable moment these three have shared in a long-ass time. Uh, Are you interested in this? I don't think I'm interested in Harry. I thought you would hate this, FYI. I don't hate... I, I, I don't have strong feelings about this book at all right now sure i i really don't i i don't want that to come off as like flippant or like no no no. i I don't care it's just it's not anything i didn't expect sure i i understand i i genuinely liked this i i mean what i said like this is this is like reading this section here this was like a genuine interesting likable moment that these three have shared yeah that hasn't happened i cannot even remember the last time that happened they're always either like one of the Two of the three are pissed at each other, or they're arguing about something, or right. Ron and Har- Ron and Harry are being absolute dipshits, and Hermione has to set them straight. Like, I legitimately can't think of the last time, like all three of them had equal like good points, and like we're discussing something in this same way. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a super fair observation. Yeah. So I, I I did enjoy this conversation they had quite a bit. Like I said, I, I liked this side of Harry way more than anything else I've seen from him in this book. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoy this stuff. Um, in this book, I I'm also I'm also a cornball, and I love I love the whole like we got to train like, and power up. Type yeah, thing. but but also there there's a, there's a sense of like like unity that that happens. Sure. Uh, because of this, and you'll experience that a little bit more later. I think we start to see the beginning of. You're, that. you're right, and and I I really like that. I mean, just like when we were talking about One Piece, uh, the whole the Drum Rockies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that with the um with Wapple, how yeah. like there's the evil tyrant person, and then mm-hmm. it's like all the people who like are not super oh, powerful. Like they unite together. together to like. Yeah, I, I I love that kind of stuff, and sure. and I feel like that's a little bit of what we're what we're starting to see with with this. For sure. Yeah, I think it's a fun theme. It's cool. I don't hate this idea that Harry's gonna teach them shit. I don't love it. I like I said, I enjoyed this moment. That's about as strongly as I I feel about it. I guess. Right. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um. Harry Harry has the dream about the corridors of locked doors again. He's he's had this dream several times, so I'm sure this is going to be important. And what? he wakes up. No, right? I know, crazy. Uh, and he wakes up with his scar hurting again. It has to be important. And that's the end of chapter 15. So final chapter of the batch here, chapter 16. Several weeks have passed, and they have not broached this subject again. It seems like Ron and Hermione are like scared to even ask him because they think he's gonna fly off the goddamn handle again. But she finally does. She finally asks him if he's thought about her idea. Ron makes it very clear it was only her idea. 
until Harry seems to be considering it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I definitely helped. Yeah, I we brainstormed this together. Yeah, I definitely helped come up with that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Ron's such a fucking he's, schmuck, he's dude. A schmuck. That is a good way to describe him. This fucking <laughs> schmuck. Um, she She's saying you were the only person last year who could throw off the Imperius curse completely. You can produce a Patronus. You can do all sorts of stuff that full-grown wizards can't. Victor always said, Ron, like, snaps, <laughs> rubbernecks his head around so I fast. I fucking forgot. This is so funny. Yeah, what did Vicky say? Ho, ho, said Hermione, Hermione in a bored voice. He said Harry knew how to do stuff even he didn't, and he was in his final year at Durmstrang. Ron was looking at Hermione suspiciously. You're not still in contact with him, are you? So what if I am, said Hermione coolly. I can have a pen pal if I want. He didn't only want to be your pen pal, said Ron accusingly, which is the nicest way I've ever heard someone say he wanted to fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hermione shakes her head exasperatedly and ignores Ron, and she's like, Harry, what do you think will you teach us? I started to get... We, we have talked like live on the podcast about the 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 spoiled thing that I got, right? Yes. Okay, I thought so. I'm starting to like feel like pick up on little see the groundwork. The groundwork, the little seeds here and there about this and I'm I'm just so unhappy about it. I'm so unhappy. <laughs> Oh well, you're going to you're going to be so unhappy because you know you know how it ends. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I I feel like I feel like you would be like I don't think that you would necessarily like it at the end. But I think that you would see it and be like, "Okay, like I see it unraveling and like it fits." If I wasn't spoiled, you mean? Correct. Yes. No. 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 You think yeah. I would be picking up on these clues and being like, I don't know, Ron no, Hermione. No, that's not what I said. I, I just, I, I think that like, as it starts happening, you'd be like, okay, like I kind, I kind of saw this happening for a while. I mean, it's impossible to ever know now, but I, I'm not, I'm not happy about it now. I can say that. Look, that's that's fine. That's it's fine. Uh, Ron sucks. Hermione yeah. deserves better than Ron. Listen. At, at the very least, if anybody doesn't already, if if anybody doesn't already know what we're talking about, which we have talked about it on the pod for sure, uh, our fucking dipshit <laughs> best friend Chaz. You don't have to call him out every time, you dick. <laughs> the poor guy. To. I love you, Chaz. I do love you. I know it was an accident, and I forgive you. Um, sent a meme that that spoiled the fact that Ron and Hermione end up together. Uh, so Scott now knows that, and I know that's a big deal. That's a big deal, uh, because not only does he know, uh, that they fall in love and yada, 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 but he also knows that they both live, which is, I think, a very big spoiler. Yeah, honestly, it's less, like, that thought never even occurred to me. Like, obviously, they're gonna live. I, I would have bet loads of money on that that's neither here nor there <laughs> okay i would have put mcgonagall amounts of bets on that <laughs> shit dude uh anyway so they're going to hogsmeade and filch sniffs harry for dung bombs and the other two are like what the hell man 
he tells him the whole story and Hermione thinks this is very interesting and she starts like doing all these theories and like putting stuff together. This is going to be her thing this book, isn't it? She always has like some side project that she's working on in every book that the other two don't know about. And I'm uh, like, no, I don't, I don't, this one is not that big. This is just, okay. this is a, I mean, she does think about it and she does figure it out, but yeah, they, they made like a big to do about this in, in the writing. And I'm like, this is going to be her fucking side project that she has in every book. Isn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, they go to this super shady pub, the boar's head, uh, the hog's p- head. Yeah, you're right. Boar's head is an actual real, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a meat, isn't it? Lunch meat. Lunch meat. Yeah, it's lunch meat. Play. I uh, that's I totally just copied that down wrong in my notes. Uh, hog's head. Yeah, of course it had to be alliteration. How could I fuck that up? <laughs> uh, they go to the hog. It could head. be the boar's bar. <laughs> the boar's bar. Ooh, I like that. Uh, to plan their secret defense against the dark arts class. Harry thinks he recognizes the barkeep, and the barkeep kind of looks at him funny. Um, I'm sure we will get. I don't know if we'll get more on this, I guess, but it, it was an interesting interaction they had. Couldn't say. Uh, oh, my God. This is the most excited I have been in this book by a mile, Zachary. Oh, Except, shit. What also, is it? wait, was it in this book that we got the Lockhart mention? I think it was. Okay, aside from the Lockhart mention, this is the most excited I have been in this book. This is a throwback to, like, episode one or two of the pod, I feel like. What? We get the return of my fucking guy, Terry Boot. (laughs) Terry Boot the Ravenclaw, who has the best name. The fucking hero of the series. The fucking secret Harry of. Yeah, Harry. The secret hero of this story. I literally have written in all caps the return of Terry Boot with like six exclamation points. I was so excited here. The return of Terry Boot is the fourth installment of, uh, of Star Wars. Right? Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So, yeah, a ton of people come in for this thing. Like, Hermione has basically like. Told Harry, she's yeah, like, oh, it'll just be a couple people. It's just a small gathering. It's just a couple people. This is what like you tell your parents when you're like wanting to have a party. It's like it's just a couple, but you know, close friends, nothing crazy. And then you know, the whole town shows up. I, I copied this down because I, I I wanted to get everybody: Neville, Dean, Lavender, Pavardi, Padma. <laughs> Harry's stomach did a little backflip. Cho. Uh, one of her usual giggling girlfriends, um, Luna Lovegood, Katie Bell, Alicia Spinette, Angelina Johnson, Colin and Dennis Creevy, our fucking guy Ernie, Justin Flinch, Flinch, Flesh, Flesh, Floyd, uh, Hannah Justin Abbott, Fleshly? Justin Fleshly, yep, Justin ha- Finch, Fleshlight. <laughs> I think you made that joke definitely before. Did I make that before? I think so. It doesn't matter. It's good. Uh, nobody listens to this. Uh, <laughs> and a Hufflepuff girl whose name he did not know. Three Ravenclaw boys he was pretty sure were called Anthony Goldstein, Michael Corner, and Terry Boot. I'm like, Harry, you fucking better put some respect on my boy Terry Boot's name. Don't be like, oh, I'm pretty sure his name's Terry Boot. That's fucking Terry goddamn Boot. Terry motherfucking Boot. Yes. Uh, Ginny and some tall, skinny, blonde boy who apparently is uh, on the Hufflepuff Quidditch team. Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff Quidditch team. 
Jesus. And then Fred George and Lee Jordan. So I think there's like 25 of them or something like that, they say. there's It's a yeah, bunch there's of there's a lot of fucking people. <laughs> uh, the only one who really matters is Terry Boots, though. I swear it was Terry Boots before. Was it just Boot? No, it's always just been Boot. Okay, because Harry is not sure of his name, so I'm like, maybe he's just messing it up. No, it's I, Terry Boot. I could have swore it was Boots, plural, but okay, fine. Okay, well, I, I promise it's Boot. Because he is secretly the hero of the story, and you know for sure he's like super important in the books. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Shit. The I shook my hand too soon. Yeah, the return of Terry Boot. Oh, I was so happy. So, <laughs> it starts real awkwardly. Harry doesn't want to talk. He's like pissed at Hermione because she told him this was just going to be a couple people. So, she starts talking. She's like, uh, well, Harry here had the idea... And Harry just like glares at her and he's like, okay, I had the idea <laughs> uh, that we might want to study defense against the dark arts. I mean, really study it, you know, not the rubbish that Umbridge is doing with us because nobody would call that defense against the dark arts. And some people are like, yeah, yeah. So Hermione's like getting getting pumped as she's starting to give this big speech. This is like her her speech at like some point in the sports movie when she's got to bring the team together. And uh, she's like, well, I thought it would be good if, you know, we took matters into our own hands. And by that, I mean learning how to defend ourselves properly, not just theory, but real spells. And Hermione's like, they, somebody's like, oh, you just want to pass your owl, your defense against the dark outs owl. And she's like, well, of course I do, but it's more than that. I want to be properly trained in defense because, because Lord Voldemort's back. And everyone, like, freaks the fuck out that she she's saying it. My fucking girl, Hermione. She's got the nerves of steel. Everyone's freaking out. They they even specifically call out my fucking guy. Terry Boot gave a kind of involuntary twitch. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Fuck yeah, Terry Boot. Uh, Neville screams, and he, like a little girl, and he tries to turn it into a cough to, like, cover it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Neville. <laughs> so they're talking. They're basically like, well, hey, who the fuck is Harry to teach us? We, we don't even fucking trust this guy. And they're like, they're like, listen, we believe Harry what happens. You know, we believe what Harry, what Harry said happened, happened. And this guy, uh, Zachariah Smith, who I think is the Hufflepuff. Yeah. Uh Quidditch player and also Zach's namesake who so his favorite character for sure. Oh my god, fuck you. <laughs> He's like, "Well, Dumbledore believes him." And Ron like fucking jumps to his boy's defense here. He's like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> uh and like tries to pick a fight with this guy. Anyway, this whole thing basically she's like she's like look this this isn't what this meeting was supposed to be about like whether or not we believe Harry we're really just trying to find people to come to this damn class. And Harry's like it's okay. I just now realized why there's so many people here. Um he thinks most of them turned up in the hopes of hearing his story about what happened basically. The full details. And Harry's like, yeah, I saw him. Dumbledore told his whole school what happened. And if you didn't believe him, you're not going to believe me. And I'm not wasting an afternoon trying to convince anyone. Um, 
Good on you, Harry. Good on you, Harry. Yep, I I I appreciate this. Uh, Zacharias is like, well, Dumble told him told us Voldy killed Cedric, but not the details. How? Harry is losing his damn temper again and says, he's like, I'm not going to tell you what it looks like when Voldy kills someone, and I'm not here to talk about Cedric. And they might as well leave if that's what they're here for. So then somebody says something about, oh, the the girl, the girl they don't know who it is. She's like, is it true that you can produce a Patronus? And everyone's like, oh, shit, a Patronus. Ooh. And Harry's like, uh, yeah. And she's like, a corporeal Patronus. And Harry remembers that's what Madam Bones called it. And he's mm-hmm. like, you don't know Madam Bones, do you? She's like, yeah, she's my auntie. She told me about your hearing. So is it really true you can make a stag Patronus? And so I'm like, that's cool. She's Madam Bones seemed cool, so I hope this chick is cool. What was her name again? Susan Bones. Susan Bones. Uh, I'm like, I liked Madam Bones, so I hope this chick is cool. And uh, they're pretty impressed when they hear that stag, uh, the stag, that Harry can make a like full-on Patronus. And apparently, not many people knew that knew that because Molly, our girl Molly, told Ron not to spread it around. She said, "You got enough attention as it was." Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, "Look, way to look out, my girl Molly." Uh, here it mentions the veiled witch sitting alone at the bar shifted very slightly in her seat. And again, like, I don't know if these people are just shady characters in this bar or if this is important. So I made a note of it. Uh, couldn't say. Yeah, couldn't say. They're, then they're asking about all this other shit. My guy Terry Boots is like, did you really kill a basilisk with that sword in Dumbledore's office? Uh, apparently one of the portraits on the wall told him that. And Harry's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I did do that. Everyone's like starting to geek out about Harry. They're like real impressed with him. And <laughs> Neville mispronounces sorcerers. He's he he's like, yeah, he protected the sorceress stone too. And Hermione has to protect him or correct him because he's an idiot. And then Cho. <laughs> Friggin' Cho praises him about getting through all the tasks in the Triwizard Tournament, and his little wee-wee goes from 6 to midnight just immediately. 6 to midnight. Just like... Wait. Instantly. Instantly. Did you think I got it wrong there for a second? Yeah, I was like, wait, which one's up top? (laughs) God damn it, Zach. Uh, Yeah, he's... Oh, man. When she gives him praise, he... Oh, he loses it. Um, to Harry's credit, he says he had loads of help and luck and plot armor with those things. <laughs> and then Zacharias, like, aren't you guys reading the same book? Yeah, aren't you guys? Reading? Listen, I fucking I'm the luckiest son of a bitch that ever exi- has existed. <laughs> uh, your guy Zacharias is like, oh, now you're just trying to weasel out of showing them us all this shit, showing us how to do it. And they <laughs> they basically threatened to kill him for saying this. Like, <laughs> literally, okay, I took a note of this because I was like, what the fuck? Zechariah says, well, we've all turned up to learn from him, and now he's telling us he can't really do any of it. 
And that's not what he said, snarled Fred Weasley. Would you like us to clean out your ears for you? Inquired George, pulling a long and lethal-looking metal instrument from inside (laughs) one of the Zonko's bags. Or any part of your body, really. We're not fussy where we stick this, said Fred. Dude. (laughs) What are they doing with this thing in their fucking bag? I have no idea. Is this some weird sex toy? Uh, They literally just threatened to stab this dude for questioning Harry. Skewer his ass. They're going a little hard for for Harry here. Just tone it down, my guys. I I appreciate you jumping to your friend's defense, but... You don't just have to full-on stab people for asking questions. So they're trying to figure out when they're going to do this thing, and literally everyone there is like, well, this is real important, but it can't clash with our goddamn Quidditch practice. Like, we all have fucking Quidditch. Like, that's A-important number one. And to his credit, our guy Ernie, Ernie McMillan, is like, listen up, guys, this is more important than anything. More important than Quidditch, even more important than the Owls. So good on you, Ernie McMillan. Yeah, Ernie McMillan, solid guy. Coming up clutch for like two seconds. We'll get to that here in a second. He immediately loses all his cool points. <laughs> um, and then Hermione explains that the, they, they, she's like, we we probably need to keep this a secret. And they're like, why? And they're like, well, the Ministry thinks that Dumble is training an army, so they're not gonna like this everyone is like stunned at this news except your girl luna like the one time she is mentioned in this chapters in these chapters luna says well that makes sense after all cornelius fudge has got his own private army and harry's like what (laughs) and she says yes he's got an army of heliopaths and hermione's like no he fucking doesn't and luna's like yes he fucking does and Neville's like, what the fuck are heliopaths? And Luna's like, they're spirits of fire. Great tall flaming creatures that gallop across the ground, burning everything in front of. They don't exist, Neville, said Hermione. They're fucking balrogs, dude. Dude, they sound like balrog horses. They're they're rapidashes. Ooh, I can get down with that. Luna's like, oh, yes, they do. And Hermione's like, I'm sorry, where's the proof of that? And they argue for a bit, basically going back and forth. Uh, Plenty of eyewitness accounts. Just because you're so narrow-minded, you need to have everything shoved under your nose. Luna better watch herself. She's, she's, you know, she's hating on my girl Hermione, and I'm, I'm not okay with that. Then, (laughs) then Ginny, my fucking girl Jimmy, does that. Jimmy? (laughs) Did I say Jimmy? Jimmy legs. Fucking Jimmy legs, dude. Jimmy legs. My girl Ginny. Does the umbrage uh, that's like such a good imitation that several people are like freaking out because they hear this when she interrupts and then they're like, oh, it's just Ginny. And Ginny is like, "Uh, aren't we trying to decide how often we're going to meet for these defense lessons? And Ginny's just cool. I like Ginny. Jimmy legs. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ginny legs. Fucking Ginny legs. Ernie, here's my next note. Here it is. Ernie then immediately forfeits any cool points he had gotten by being a total coward about signing the paper. Hermione's like, we should all put our names down and we'll figure out how to send you messages about where and when we're going to meet. And Ernie's like, uh, I don't really want to put my name down or anything. That seems like a big old commitment. And Hermione's like, 
You were literally just going on and on about how you think this is like the most important thing we have to do with this school this year. He's like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, damn. I'll write my name. I'll write my name. I'll write my name. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you were cool for like two seconds. You were so close, my guy. Uh, and they all agree not to tell anyone. <laughs> the last thing here as as we end uh <laughs> Ron finds out that Jenny is dating this Michael Corner fellow uh Hermione drops this knowledge on us uh Ron big mad big mad about this he's like which one was Michael Corner and Hermione tells him and he like and me I get the sense that like before she even said anything like Ron was like yeah I knew I didn't like him um, and Hermione's You're probably just like, right. That's probably exactly how that yeah. went. Hermione's like, oh, sure, big surprise. And Ron's like, I thought Ginny, Jimmy Legs, fancied Harry. And Hermione looks at him just like with that that look. That's like, oh, you sweet summer child. She shakes his head. She shakes her head. She says. Ginny used to fancy Harry, but she gave up on him months ago. I'm like, Ginny. So fucking proud on you, proud of you, <laughs> but that should have been years. That should have read she gave up on Harry years ago. And then she turns to Harry and she's like, not that she doesn't like you, of course. <laughs> Harry is like oblivious to this whole conversation. Yeah, Harry's a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. Um, But yeah, so Ginny is dating this other guy. She's given up on Harry. I am so happy. I'm like, good for you, Ginny. I like you. You deserve much better than this fucking dipshit. Harry. Um, Harry was barely even listening to them. He has no clue what's going on. And then, until my girl Hermione comes up and she's like, uh, so speaking of Michael and Ginny, what about you and Cho? And Harry's like, oh, what do you mean? Oh, uh, he's big and <laughs> He fucking comes his pants <laughs> he's right He's like, there. oh, Cho. Oh, <laughs> shit. Fuck. <laughs> uh... He's like, have I been that obvious? It's like, fucking yes, you idiot. You're the least subtle person on the planet. Hermione just says, well, she just couldn't keep her eyes off you, could she? And then the last line to end the chapter, this is so funny. It's so corny. Harry had never before appreciated just how beautiful the village of Hogsmeade was. (laughs) It's so fucking corny. I love it. It's so dumb. Oh, I love Hermione so much. I... You know, it would have been, I have to give Rowling credit here. It would have been really easy to write Hermione in a way that was simple and straightforward in that she's like the nerd, the grade nerd, like everything has to be about like getting the best grades and homework, homework, work hard, be, you know, the fucking teacher's pet, all that shit. Because that's how her character kind of started. Right. And it would have been really easy just for that to be her thing. But I greatly appreciate how I feel like, especially in this book, Hermione is getting so much more nuance in the fact that she's like, yeah, uh, this is more important than homework. This is more important than the owls. Yeah, she has some really good development. We need to fucking learn defense shit. I'm going to say Voldemort's name because I'm not afraid of him. And it's I'm, all still in the same vein of like, gotta do what's right. 
Right. Right. But but it's just it's evolved, right? right? It's not just like base level, like surface level, right? No, school the, shit. The development makes sense, but like I said, I'm. It, it would have been really easy for her just to fall in line with. Well, I guess let me let me phrase this: for her to be written in a way to just, well, I, we have to do what our teacher says, and Umbridge says we're going right, to study these things, right. so we got to do that. And even just like little stuff, like her talking about, you know, like. People dating and, you know, like, oh, Harry, you and Cho, <laughs> elbow, elbow. It's like, that's just interesting angles from Hermione that I don't know if I would have expected um, moving forward. Her- Hermione Hermione's in tune with a lot, Yeah, I think. Definitely. And we're, we're figuring that out. Definitely. In this, in this book, especially. I mean, definitely last book is when it, like, really became showcased, but... Actually, shit, it may have started becoming a little bit more showcased, like, with Azkaban when she, like, figures out about Lupin, right? Like, she's well, picking up on things, but, like... See, even that's just, like, more in line with what I was talking about, like, of course she picks up on that because she took Snape's essay very seriously. Right, and right, she's just, right. I see what she's you're She's just, like, a good saint, a good student. I'm talking more about the stuff that's, like, where she's consciously putting other things ahead of just her studies and... right homework um i just think that's really good character development for her like i said it w- it would have been very easy to fall into a trap of writing her in that way and just her being that way like kind of like of how both ron and her like ron and harry have been the same character <laughs> yes. for the past four books four and have and they've books? been complete and total dipshits yes for the past four yeah. books so yeah, yeah i I, see I am impressed with that Hermione is the best. I I love her to death. Like I said, I think at the beginning, like she is the only thing keeping me going through these books at times. Um, That and Terry Boots. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Terry Boot. He's got it going on, Uh, man. Yeah, hell yeah, Terry Boot. And that's that's the end. That's that's all I got. Uh, Do you have anything you wanted to talk about? No, no. Actually, I mean, I I feel like we kind of dived into every everything like during the chapters. Um, I, I do think that this is, this batch is kind of the, the end of like the, like ramp up for this book. I think you're going to start seeing things get a little bit more fleshed out, um, and getting to, and not to say that you're not going to get any fluff cause there's still a lot of book left and mm-hmm. there is still like little things that are not super important that you're going to have to go through. But, sure. um, uh, as far as the bigger parts, the bigger moving pieces of this story, uh, you're going to start seeing them kind of go into action a little bit more uh, the rest of this book. Like I said, I think I kind of felt like this was the turn, like this is going to be them having their little secret data classes is kind of going to be, I feel like that's going to be the main focus going forward for a big chunk of this book, so I could kind of feel that turn coming. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's just the way it felt like to me. So. Sure, yeah. Um. So yeah, like I said, I just I, I'm I was pretty bored with these chapters a lot. Um Yeah, I don't blame you. There there was some fairly interesting thing, but I really the the only thing in this whole book that has really stuck out to me as like top tier, both like fun and intriguing is is definitely the trial. Like I mean that even that was more just like the Flex Master Flex show with Dumbledore. Right. But 
I mean, it, there was still like intriguing information, intriguing shit in there. Um, the the cool McGonagall stuff was, you know, cool to see her start being a badass. But like the intrigue that was present so much through Goblet of Fire, especially, just isn't here for me in this book. Like, I I feel like the biggest mystery for me is like, what the fuck is this dream he's having about the locked doors? But there's I mean, not that's, much that's else. That's a that's not a bad place for you to put your interest. Yeah, but I there's mean, like it's 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 a nothing as of right now. It's like a sentence yes. here and there. So it's like. Okay, I, I guess this is going to be a thing, but I, I know nothing about it, so I have nothing to even, like, theorize about or, like, go on. It's just so little. Yeah. Um, man, I, I actually just remembered a specific thing that happens in this book, and I think we're close to it. Yeah, I, I think we're going to start having more fun after, okay. this, after this batch. I hope so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I just looked at what chapters are coming up, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Uh, with that, we're gonna go ahead and call it here. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. As always, do the thing, do the damn thing. Go say hey to us on uh, Instagram or Twitter at We Don't Want a Pod. Uh, give us a thumbs up or a like, a review, whatever the hell the podcast apps have you do uh make it seem like you like this shit you know that's what we're asking for (laughs) um tell a friend tell your grandma tell your grandpa tell some fucking random stranger on the street uh to check us out if you guys are enjoying the show it is greatly appreciated until next time we will see you guys Oh, can I do this intro like ASMR? No. You can't. Hello and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. I hate this so much. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. I am going to lightly scratch my nails on the on the microphone <laughs> as I as you dream of Sensual fucking. <laughs> I want you to know this is the episode today. This is the intro today, pal. No, no, no. This no, is probably no. we're doing this it. This is this is the exit, lude. <laughs> I'm gonna do ASMR. Oh my god. Okay, fine. Do it. All right. Hello, and welcome to another episode. Of We Don't Wanna. This is your very favorite ASMR podcast, where we talk about things that we don't want to. <laughs> Was there more to that? Just... I love that you were like... <laughs> I was going to add something, but then I was like... I have nothing to ask. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do a regular fucking intro, you freak. Oh. Shit. <laughs>
No, you know what? We should just pick up from here and go. So I read <laughs> chapters 12 through 16. <laughs> I'm Scott. He's Zach. Fuck all y'all.